Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. I had my last Saturday of working. Oh. For hopefully my life. Oh, you got fired. Yeah, I got fired. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I know. It's really fun. That's it's really, awesome. It's really nice. So what's what's your schedule now? My schedule is Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm pretty excited about that because on Saturdays, there's barely anyone there. Mm. And I'm supposed to be, you know, doing paperwork. Mm. <sighs> yeah. And I'm very easily distracted mm. and poorly motivated. Oh, oh okay. Po- just poorly, <laughs> poor, so poorly motivated. Uh-huh. I don't know why they hired me. <laughs> That's a mystery. <laughs> and so on Saturdays, there's barely anyone there and there's yeah. no accountability. Oh, yeah. I need someone <laughs> breathing down my neck. I need it. And there's nothing happening on Saturdays. And so I end up just searching on Google, like, best socks, you know, (laughs) Um, looking up old, uh, not old, but videos of, you know. uh, Vintage YouTube videos. Vintage (laughs) vintage YouTube videos. Vintage porn. Vintage porn. (laughs) I would like to watch 70s porn at work. (laughs) And we're also joined by our friend Zena Dreyfus. Zena, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I went on a pretty fun Tinder date today. Oh, yeah? Just a little recap for our uh, dedicated listeners out there. As you may know, Rachel and I have a business. It's called Home Wreckers. Right. Specializing in demo work and stealing husbands. Yes. So we decided to put that for like my Tinder uh, bio. Bio, yeah. 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 And um, it's kind of like a good weed out, you know, like... Mm-hmm get a sense of like people have a sense of humor yeah so i went on this tinder date today and he at some point asked me like so what what is the story with the with the husband stealing Uh, i was like oh oh you didn't get it was a joke okay okay cool so you're just you're just down with that okay oh so So what did you tell him you just were like no it's it's made up um i mean he like yeah, I kind of had to explain to me it was a joke. And he was like, oh, no, yeah. You know, I, I kind of thought maybe it was a joke, but I, I maybe thought there was like a real uh, story behind it. Yeah. So you guys getting married? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, yeah, we already did get married. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, off mic. We should have done that on the podcast. You should have been like, oh, we're ha- I'm recording a podcast later and we can record our vows. Because then they, you really have to be held to them if, if they're on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But I wasn't going to wait like a full five hours to get married for That's the true. podcast. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You like to get married really fast. I do. That's something yeah. we know. We all know. About <laughs> she's, a, she's a quick marrier. <laughs> yeah. She got me in quick. <laughs> and lastly, we, we are joined by a guest, local comedian Molly Hines. Molly, welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were wondering which emotion you're going to have. It was a here. pleasure. That's okay, what good. I went with. You know, <laughs> you I feel were, good about it. You were talking about chores that you did earlier, and I just wanted yeah. to know what, what chores were they? I did a lot of laundry oh, mm. and I folded it, which 
I feel like I'm becoming an adult in that I kind of look forward to folding laundry. You look forward to that. Yeah. Wow. That's like my special time. Now, what method do you use folding laundry? I take them... And I, you can't see my I hands, see but I'm doing, doing this. Oh, um, oh you folding can't see what I can Molly's do. doing a folding motion. <laughs> yeah, and then I fold them again. Oh. Ow. Oh. oh, she got too excited. Got too excited. I The folding. Yeah. I just went back to folding. I just learned the Marie Kondo folding method. Oh. See, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And you know what? Fucking hate it. Oh, really? <laughs> what does she do? I don't know. If you want to do a quick. You. Re- Fold it so that it kind of stands up. I, I just do it for t-shirts, but you fold them so that they stand up on their own fold. So that they're kind sort of, of like a napkin. Yeah, kind of, but like a long, it's just more like a little roof. So the, the idea of it is so that you can see all of your clothes when you open your drawer. It's like all in a row like that. And yeah. you can see everything and say like, oh, I want to put this instead of having to like, dig underneath of stuff like a dog like a dog which is great but the folding part oh yeah the folding part yeah it takes a long time i just hate it and i think maybe part of it is that i don't have the right height of folding surface Mm. Mm -hmm. because it hurts my back a lot oh i just sit on my bed and do it on my bed yeah, you sit, you sit, and you fold. Sit, sit yeah. and fold. The sit and fold method. Oh That's I do sit, that as sit, well. Sit fold. Oh, yeah. you sit and fold, huh? You know what? Speaking of uh, sit, sit fold, I wish <laughs> going back to multiplicity. We're going back to multiplicity as we do every episode. <laughs> every episode, do a call back to multiplicity. I really wish that they had shown in that scene what he's doing. I thought they did. They don't show it. Wait, we oh. see. When he's explaining tuck, 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 fold fold to preserve Uh, food in aluminum foil. Molly, do you know multiplicity? No. Uh, Oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah, it's... (laughs) That's that's another one of those movies that we think is great, but people haven't really seen. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a scene where he's explaining a technique for preserving food called tuck, tuck, fold. To keep all the air out. To keep all the air out when you fold it in in aluminum foil. Mm. But, but I want to know so bad. I feel How like they do I do, do it? Show they it. don't show it. Oh. I'm telling you. I have to do another episode I watched, just about that scene. No, because I rewatched it even after oh. we did the episode because oh. it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What is he doing? What? What is it? What's the oh, secret?" I have this like memory of seeing it, but maybe I maybe I conjure that in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can show me sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so my strange experience this week is I went to a town hall meeting. So this is my first time as an adult living in a a small town because I moved here about nine months ago from Manhattan and like was not at all interested in local government there. But I see people arguing about stuff that's going on in the town and there's like town hall meetings that I, it had never occurred to me to go to. And I was like, I should check one out. And I went and it was wild. It's so crazy because they're so boring like, oh, it's oh. so boring, but, like, people are really engaged. So when I was there, it was, like, a three-hour meeting, but about an hour and a half of it was they are planning to build a dog park, mm. and they spent an hour and a half explaining how the stormwater was going to be drained. An hour and a half? Yeah. Come on. Now. Yeah. They're like, we sent it to this engineering firm for peer review. 
they had these questions. Here's our rebuttal to that. We we don't think that it's going to be a problem. And people are coming up like from so you're mostly just watching the town board discuss it, but there's parts where the citizenry can go up and and voice concerns or opinions. And people do. People were paying attention the entire time and had opinions about stormwater drainage and it's just like how I'm glad people are, care about this and are on top of this, but I don't understand how anybody's paying attention for this three-hour meeting. Would you go again? I would go again if it's something that I... So the the mistake I made was, I think everybody else did their homework. Like There was like a packet everybody had except for me. So they were like reading point by point the stormwater drainage, and I, I was just like, I had nothing to look at. <laughs> Um, I don't want to go to a town hall meeting unless there's like fight breaking out. You know? Yeah. Well, you can go and start fighting people. I will. You'll wear the muscle shirt. I will. And... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're discussing the 1999 movie Being John Malkovich starring Cameron Diaz, John Cusack and John Malkovich. So this is a pick from Molly Hines. So Molly, what was your history with this movie? I probably saw it around middle school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Netflix. When they had those DVDs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I somehow managed to really get that cue under my control. Oh, Um, nice. And so I had a happy time getting movies sent to me. Did you know anything about it before you saw it in middle school? Or did you just see, like, I want to see a movie about being John Malkovich? Yeah, I didn't really know anything about it. I had a friend who also wanted to see it. um, And we hung out and watched that movie. So what was your experience of it as a middle schooler? Well... Trying to look back on it now, I definitely remember it as being a little bit more whimsically comedic than dark. Yeah, (laughs) because I I knew you were going to ask how I remembered it from the past, and so I've been thinking about it prior to watching it. And I was like, "Oh, this movie! I think it's a lot darker than I remembered it being." Yeah, Mm -hmm. and was it a favorite of yours, or just something that you remember seeing? Yeah, a favorite of mine. Oh, favorite of yours. One of the first, like, surreal, kind of, like, magical realism yeah. movies yeah. that I watched. It seems like a good movie for an angsty teen. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very existentially angsty. Yeah. yeah. A lot of ennui. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Zena, had you seen this movie before? I don't think I've seen the whole thing before, but I've definitely seen parts of it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I definitely got this, like, existential dread feeling from uh-huh. watching it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember a whole lot about it, except in our other, we had a game show in, I forget which episode, maybe Multiplicity episode, I have no idea. We were looking at the cover, you know? The oh, was cover. this one of them? Oh, this was one yeah. Of them, so I like made up a plot for this movie. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> and Rachel, what, what was your memory of it? Really? I didn't remember a lot. I know it was a movie that you and mom and dad all loved. Oh, I don't remember mom liking it. I think she did. Did, but it uh, maybe feel not. like a mom movie. No, it doesn't feel mom, like a call mom. call in and let us know. <laughs> let us know what's going on. I remembered you all liking it and me not really being into it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I did remember about it was the seven and a half floor. Oh, and yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. I think while we were watching it, me and Xena, mm-hmm. as we watch every movie together, uh-huh. has the, have we missed any together? No, this no, we've, we've watched, watched everyone, everyone together. Yeah. And in fact, la- like for this movie, we watched half of it on Friday night and mm-hmm. then half of it Saturday morning because uh-huh. we were getting really sleepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were getting really sleepy. Yeah, and the f- I think the first half of it is like pretty sleepy. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a weird split 
because I feel like the tone of the movie changes a lot. It does. Yeah. And it, I feel like when we were watching it last night, I was thinking like, oh man, this movie is like a bit much. Uh-huh. It's, I'm so tired and like uh-huh. this movie is not really bringing me much. Yeah. So I was like not really looking forward to watching the rest of it in the morning. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think it really picked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I, I liked the second half. Oh. Um, well, don't, don't get to the reveal before we <laughs> sorry. get to the reveal. Oh, yeah, I know you like to keep a schedule. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start watching more movies at 7 a.m. Yeah. Before work. That was great. <laughs> so, before I go to work. <laughs> before Rachel goes to work. And you go on a date. <laughs> My memory of it. I remember really liking it, but being aware that it was really weird and meta and then being nervous that when I told people that I liked it, people would think I'm faking it to seem cool, like that it's like a sophisticated movie to like. Mm. And then I was worried that I was making myself like it for that reason. I was like, wait, do I really like this movie or is it actually as cool as I feel like it is? Because I, I remember feeling, oh, this is like such a cool movie. Like I, these are like such weird concepts that I had a lot of fun with. But I was definitely like, are people going to think I'm faking that I like don't really think it's cool? Because <laughs> I definitely had that experience with the Royal Tenenbaums. I saw the Royal Tenenbaums with a bunch of my friends and everybody liked it and was talking about how much they liked it. And then we walked out and my friend Jeet hated it. And everybody else was like, oh, it's so funny. He was like, you guys are all phonies. I was there with you. Nobody laughed at one at, at all. <laughs> You're all saying how funny it is. What is Jeet? Catcher in the Rye, Golden <laughs> Caulfield? <laughs> You're all a bunch of phonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jeet's been called out <laughs> um, and my other big memory of this movie is uh, we've, we've talked about this before on the podcast but I had a, a long-standing childhood crush on Cameron Diaz mm. and this is a, a different role for Cam right yeah. and I felt like I liked her even in this movie so I was like this is proof that my love for Cameron Diaz is pure I can Aww. I can love her <laughs> even when she's all frizzy haired yeah and- yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you guys want to get to the reveal? Molly, what did you think? Do you think it held up? I think it did. Yeah. Was there anything different about the way that it, you experienced it as an adult that, that you remember it experiencing as, as a child? You mentioned that it's it's not as whimsical as you remembered. Yeah. Uh, definitely less color. Yeah. Than any movie that I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. movies usually a lot of neutral colors in this yeah. movie yeah. even nowadays when people are making a gritty movie there's still yeah. like some level of attraction and I feel right. like this movie was kind of trying to take all the attraction out yeah well especially uh, John Cusack and Cameron Diaz were yeah. sort of uh, rom-com stars around that time yeah so it's interesting even yeah. that they would agree to be in this right. movie where you were saying, Oh, I kind of had a crush on Cam," Right. Or maybe not kind of a very serious, oh, very, serious very, very serious, very serious, madly in love. <laughs> yeah. I, I think watching this made me a little bit less on that Cameron Diaz band camp oh, where people okay. would be like, I'm in love with her. And I'd be like, really? That's so uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's a weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kisses chimps. Yeah. With duct tape. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Zeno- I, I, oh. Wait, I have thoughts on okay. the blandness. <laughs> okay. I Well, I guess I wonder if it's supposed to show how, like, their lives were so bland and terrible and boring that yeah. <laughs> even John Malkovich was, like, way more interesting. Oh, I, feel I, like- I didn't even think that they were making fun of John Malkovich. Oh, I feel like I thought they were making John Malkovich's... I thought, like... 
in the world of the movie, John Malkovich is supposed to be interesting. Uh, and in I real life, think too. So I mean, there are so many. There are parts where they're like, "What? Who? John? John Malkovich? Who's yeah. that?" And right, they're like, like, "You know that guy who's in the, the Jewel Thief, the movie. Jewel Thief, Thief movie. movie. He's not even in that movie." <laughs> Nobody knows who he is because he's so boring. Yeah. No, but it's because he's like a, he's not like a movie star. Right. He's not like a Tom Cruise, but he was in Of Mice and Men. And like, he's in a lot of stuff where he gave a good performance and he was nominated for awards, but it's not, he's not like a household name. I didn't interpret it as them making fun of John Malkovich as like, what a boring guy. I thought they were like kind of teasing him a lot. Yeah. 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 They do, like, uh, there's one point where Craig's in John Malkovich and they're like, he's still learning to puppeteer him. Right. Well, we're getting away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he calls him like, he's talking to John. He says, oh, you overrated sack of shit. Right. There's other scene like someone throws a can at John Malkovich's head on the highway. Yeah. Which I read, they got it on the first try. Yeah, yeah. Did you look up all the trivia? I did. What are you turning into, Michael? I'm turning into Michael. <laughs> I have a lot to say about the trivia. I liked the trivia. I enjoyed. Oh. I felt compelled to look at the trivia. Oh, okay. With this movie, partic- yeah. in particular. Okay. And and Zena, what what was your reaction? Did you feel like it held up? Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. This was my favorite candy role ever. I oh, really? I loved her in it. I actually, I liked all the characters a lot. Okay. I did have a lot of pity for craig until the domestic violence scene and i was yeah. like uh-huh you deserve yeah. a shitty life uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah yeah liked it a lot. and rachel how about you i did like it i totally understood why i did not like it as a kid mm-hmm. it's a, it's a t- hard to get into it mm-hmm. especially I, I remember as a child like or I remember sometime, probably in middle school, having this realization where I was like, oh, you know what? When I listen to the words that they're saying in movies, I actually understand the plot better. Mm. <laughs> Did any of you guys have that? That's how I feel about music. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's just how I feel about things in general. Like, well, like, oh, if I <laughs> listen, then I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've talked about, like, we've talked about how, you know, you say Xena. I'm pointing at Xena. You can't, you all can't see that. I couldn't even see that. <laughs> that when we started watching movies together, that you, you learned to not talk during movies. Oh, yeah. Rachel doesn't yeah. like it when you talk during movies. So yeah. I quickly learned to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. But, and then now you listen to, I imagine that before when you were talking, you probably couldn't hear what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now I think, I don't know, like there's pretty frequently, I'm also just zoning out completely <laughs> during movies, even if we're not talking, but yeah, yeah I, I probably get a little more of the movie when I'm not talking. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that, that was a, that was a realization for me. And so I feel like this was a movie that I probably saw pre realizing that I should listen to the words. Yeah. That was a, that was a big uh, turning point. I really like, I remember it so distinctly and yeah. thinking like, Oh my God, I got to rewatch all these movies. <laughs> it's going to have a whole new meaning to me. But what, were, what were you doing before that? It was just like, you were kind of like watching and seeing just, what like, the characters did. Of, like, it was like it was like listening to a song like yeah. the way that you're saying like yeah 
you know, when you listen to a song, you don't always necessarily listen to every word. You kind of get the gist of it. Right. But you don't necessarily listen to every single word of it. Right. And so that's kind of how I think watching movies was for me. Uh, What age was this? I feel like maybe 10 was when I had the realization. Okay. Yeah. Did this apply to books too? Like, oh, if I read the (laughs) words, I know what the book is about. I don't think I've gotten there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still coming. (laughs) I'm working on it. So I'm really surprised that I, you guys all felt like it held up. I didn't. I mean, not that it didn't hold up, but I, I liked it way less than I liked it as a kid. I loved the first maybe 20 minutes of it. I loved everything about the seven and a half floor and everything about Lester Corp. And then pretty much when they, they discover the portal, it's like a very stressful movie. I'm surprised Rachel likes it because you don't like, I guess it's not impending doom, but it's like a very stressful movie. Most of the movie is like, I tend not to like movies when most of the movie is things are going badly. Yeah. And I feel like almost all of this movie, things are going badly for almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Who said that they liked all the... Zena, you said that you liked all the characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated all the characters. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was surprised that you said that. <laughs> like, I found them very unlikable. Yeah, I feel like they're supposed to... like, Especially Craig. Yeah, well, John Craig, Cusack. right. Yeah, so he was he was my least favorite of the characters. Uh-huh. But what about, what about Maxine, Catherine Keener? Oh, she was great. I love Maxine. <laughs> oh, I have something to say about Catherine Keener. What do you have to say about Catherine Keener? You can uh, tell us. I can tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alex told me that he thinks you look like Catherine Keener. Oh, really? Michael. I mean, that's, why, that's why I like her. She's a beautiful woman who gets what she wants. <laughs> I think you do kind of look like her, but... Maybe I just like Catherine Keener and Cam D a lot in this movie. Yeah. John Malkovich was just kind of like, I mean, he had to be there, of course. Right. (laughs) He was probably my favorite one. Oh, yeah. John Malkovich. I like John Malkovich. I mean, and even he, I didn't like that much, but I Uh didn't, I didn't like anyone. I mean, there there were, there were jokes I loved throughout the movie. There's a lot of like really, really well-crafted jokes. Yeah. But the plot overall, like, you know, like so much of it is like, everybody's in anguish and people are like being trapped and stuff. Oh and yeah. So anxiety. Provoking. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of anxiety, but I, I love the first 20 minutes or so more than much more than I remembered. Like there were so many good jokes, like right in a row that I loved, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's get, let's get into that. So John Cusack and Cameron Diaz are married and John Cusack is a puppeteer and he can't get work as a puppeteer. So he goes to work. He applies for a job filing. And did you mention the seven and a half floor? I did. I love the seven and a half floor. The whole idea of it. So like it's it's a floor between two floors of a building. So it's it's half height and everybody's walking around kind of like crouched down and everybody's treating it like normal. It's like a little it's like a little miniature office and everybody's walking through the halls and sitting in chairs and acting like it's a normal office. I just love that. Yeah. What's up with that? It's like, oh, this is life it's really fucked up and yeah i'm just gonna deal with it yeah that's a one of the moments that at first seemed really whimsical to me but now yeah. looking back at it like working yeah you know, with that yeah. kind of just forced defeated posture <laughs> right. just as the norm right yeah and i i love do you guys remember the secretary she's oh. my favorite oh i yeah. loved her that was great so she can't understand what people are saying but insists that they have a speech impediment so she thinks everybody in the world has a speech impediment 
And so the the owner of that company, Doctor Lester. Lester, he he keeps he talking thinks he about. Has a speech he thinks he really thinks he has a speech impediment, and he keeps talking about oh, what's her name, Floris? Yeah, yeah. She, Floris just she puts up with my speech impediment. <laughs> he he and, says he has a stutter, right? Yeah, yeah, and she. <laughs> it's indecipherable stutter, right? And so people keep saying like, no, I can understand you perfectly. Right. And he's like, you're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> but I love he sits down with Dr. Lester and the secretary had misheard his name as Mr. 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 Yeah. And he's like, so Mr. Warris. He's like, actually, my name is Craig Schwartz. <laughs> Security. <laughs> and he's like, no, I think it was just a misunderstanding with your secretary. And he's like, she's an executive liaison. And I'm not banging her if that's what you're implying. <laughs> It's just like so many great jokes, like right back to back. And then he tries to he tries to trick John Cusack. Uh, he asks him to alphabetize two pieces of paper, and one of them just has a nonsense symbol on it. <laughs> it's like that symbol on the left is that a letter, sir? He's like, ah, you're damn, you're good. <laughs> just trying to trick you. <laughs> I loved all of that. And then I also love the the introduction video they show to all the employees on the seven and a half floor about yeah. the seven and a half floor. Oh my god! I and they're they're watching yeah a video of you know uh, why it's you know a, a half floor wide right. short. I I was dozing off a little bit, but there's uh-huh. like a short person. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The um this man like made the seven and a half floor for his very short wife so she could reach stuff and things could be accessible. Right. I just feel like I've had that experience like being at a new job orientation and I'm uh-huh. just like looking around and I'm like wait is this like. Like, are you guys, like, seeing what I'm right. seeing? Like, this is, like, so bizarre right now. Right. Like, what we're doing or the way they're talking to us. Uh-huh. Or, like... <laughs> yeah, that's good one. yeah, yeah. That's, his, that's his orientation for his job. Right. But it only talks about why the floor right. is short. <laughs> There's a joke. I think my favorite joke of the movie is the building is called the Merton Flemmer Building. And they're they're talking about that it's founded by this... Irish ship captain and he's like decided to build this building and he named it the Merton Flemmer building after himself and someone who according to legend was named Flemmer <laughs> like they've done this whole history on Merton <laughs> and like all they know about the other guy is like probably his name was Flemmer <laughs> but yeah like I've had the experience too like I when I worked for Google I started and it's so weird I think Google especially is like a little bit culty they're like talking to everybody like be googly you have to be you have to pretend that you're an owner of the company you have to like think googly and everybody else is like yeah this is great i'm gonna do this and i was like is this weird to anybody else like what's going on saying googly is that's the term term. oh that's that's a term it's like a very common term it's insider info y'all yeah i've it's it's i've i've drank the kool-aid enough that like it doesn't seem weird to me at all that that's a term but Show it's, us your best googly eyes right now, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, guys. This is he, great recording. <laughs> he gave a really good googly eyes. <laughs> my eyes popped right out of my head. <laughs> they flew all around the room. But yeah, googly was just, it's like a drop in for nice. And so that actually pissed me off because it's like, it's like, oh, be googly. Like if somebody drops something on the floor, be googly and uh, pick it up and throw it in the garbage or like. You know, if if you're not sure if you're next in line, be googly and, and let the next person. But it, it, to me, it was so arrogant. Like, it's it's as if I went up to somebody and be like, oh, be Mike-like and, uh, you know, like, give to charity or, or be Mike-like and uh, be really smart. Like, I, it bothered me so much. And everybody else is like, yeah, I, I'm really learning a lot about googliness. 
was just like, what is everybody doing? Oh, I find that really cute. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Should I do the next next segue? Sure. So Johnny John Malkovich. No wait. Uh, sorry. Johnny John Cusack. <laughs> Johnny John John. <laughs> Craig. Craigie Poo. Craigie Poo on the seventh and a half floor starts working at Lester Co. Corp. Lester Corp. Corp. Yeah. Corp. 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 And back in his tiny little office, he finds a tiny little door hidden behind a right. filing cabinet. Right. Actually, I, I wanted to talk about Maxine first. Oh, yeah. In the meantime, yeah. he meets Maxine. Maxine. Sweet, sexy babe. She was so sexy. I had forgotten like how attractive she is. Catherine Keener, not so sexy in other roles. Super sexy in this role. Yeah, especially that that very first scene where you see her in orientation and she's in the like Ooh. white Ow. shirt. I do look really good on this movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> Get a girl. Zena doing a great job. And I, I usually... I don't find it attractive when women are mean, but Catherine Keener being mean in this, I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> she was so mean. Like, I, there's a, that moment where uh, he comes up to her. Like, he, he he's, like, madly in love with her from the start, and he sees her on, like, the third or fourth day, and he's like, do you know that I don't even know your name or where you work? And she's like, yeah. And then there's that scene where he guesses her name. What did you guys think of that? <laughs> oh, I love oh, that. that. I love that. Barsalusuzialus. Maxine. But she almost seems like she doesn't notice all of the noises right. before. Like right. she genuinely right. thinks that yeah, he guessed her name. It's like a very odd thing because yeah. she's like, oh, did somebody tell you? Yeah. <laughs> no, you just saw him do all that stuff. <laughs> Do you think she's supposed to be humoring him in that scene, though? I think so. I I don't know. I thought that's kind of part of the like bizarre reality of it. I yeah. didn't think that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. as much her toying with him. She does toy with him a lot. A lot. Yeah. But that's how I took it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I related to it as a kid, like related to John Cusack, because there's that scene where she... Oh, I think the date ends because he tells her that he's a puppeteer. Yeah. Or at least the scene ends. We right. were left to wonder whether the date actually ended at that point. But then he goes home and makes a puppet... Yeah. of Maxine and he imagines this conversation between them where he's like you see Maxine it's not, it's not just playing with dolls it's it's wearing a second skin and getting to see the world through someone else's eyes and then he kind of tries to make that speech to her in real life and she's like oh that's dumb she's like, like ew yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had definitely as a teen like had I would have like somebody I had a crush on like imagine the, the optimal conversation I would have with them and then like my real life interactions with them would be nothing like that and you're like, oh. Or, and even now, like, I feel like all, like, imagined conversations and, like, the actual conversation goes much worse. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I get, or I think I used to get a lot, like, I'm remembering back in middle school, like, something would happen and I would just, like, think about it and be like, oh, I wish I said this differently, you know? Like, yeah. in terms of, like, conflict mainly, like, oh, right. I wish I fucking told him off, you know? But yeah. I, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Molly, has that ever happened to you? Do you do you imagine conversations yeah. before or after? I think definitely in the past. I used yeah. to imagine conversations before they happened. Yeah. Sometimes even now, like I'll write out letters that I'm never oh, going to send really? as like a sort of a therapy. Like, oh, interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then did the conversations go as as you expected most of the time? Sometimes. Sometimes it's not even so much of a conversation. Yeah. It's just you just hand them the letter. Y- no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just rip that up and burn it <laughs> in front of them. In front of them. This is what I want to say to you. Yeah, you'll, you'll never, never hear get it. to hear it. 
we are done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the puppet scenes in this oh, movie yeah. a lot. Yeah. Both that puppet scene with him and Maxine as a puppet. Yeah. I love him saying, oh, I get to be somebody else, but it's just him as a puppet saying right. that, right. which just seems really ironic to <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> And also, like, the first opening scene. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Those, there's two of the puppet scenes. One where he's doing the smashing thing, which comes back right. later. Right. Which I loved. And I feel like the puppet kind of gazed up at John Cusack mm-hmm. oh, yeah. as he was doing yeah. his smashing everything dance. Right. Which I feel like is very telling for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But I also love that scene where... Um, He's doing this church sort of a scene between like a nun and a oh, priest. Yeah. yeah. And then they outside. start doing this like air humping. Yeah. Oh, and there's that. the child there right. and then he gets punched yeah, the in the dad. face by this dad. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Cameron Diaz has this moment where she's like, Why do you do this to yourself? Right. She's like, like Oh I, no, not again. Yeah. Like, this is happening all the time. And he's like, I'm a puppeteer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he lives for his art. Yeah. Right. So I think, Zena, now we're ready for your transition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was I going to say? I mean, the the gist of the rest of the movie is he <laughs> finds a little door that leads into John Malkovich's head. Yeah. So you get to spend 15 minutes inside John Malkovich as if you're inside his head, looking out his eyeballs, like yeah. seeing his world. And so him and Maxine team up and make a business out of it and start right. charging people. That's a, such a... That's a good scam right there. Right. I mean, it's not a scam, really. It's real. Yeah, it's real. So they make a business where you can go and be John Malkovich. Right. So the thing I thought was weird and kind of funny about that is John Cusack goes through the portal and sees through John Malkovich's eyes and then comes back and is so excited that he's like has an interesting thing to tell Maxine. He knows everything about it. Yeah. So he does it once and he's like, he oh, just assumes yeah. it's always going to be like that. You go into John Malkovich's mind for 15 minutes, always. You get spit out on the yeah. side of the New Jersey Tornback, always. Same he spot. He just gets it. Totally. Yeah, just like, that's Wasting what no always going to yeah. So he soon after shows his wife, Lottie. The, yeah, the Cameron thing. Diaz. And I think he's just kind of showing it to her to show her. And she yeah. quickly is like in love with it. She's right. obsessed. She right. wants to be John Malkovich. She right. wants to be a man. Right. And then she goes on a date as John Malkovich. Right. She's inside John Malkovich's Wait, but head. Before we get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she tells her husband that she wants to be a man. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel like that? The whole idea of like trans at that time wasn't very popular. How do you think that yeah. aged? Well, I mean, it didn't age well. Okay. <laughs> Molly, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I try to figure out how it aged and I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, I think the idea of being, the idea of being tr- identifying as transgender is so much more n- widely known right. now yes. and understood that I don't feel like it would have been spoken about in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also wasn't spoken about very much, especially in popular media at, at the time, which, I mean, they were handling it in a humorous way where mm-hmm. she's going to call her allergist to talk right. to him about it. Um, but I don't feel like they were being like particularly cruel about it or... Um, John Cusack yeah. kind of is. Definitely. Yeah, but John Cusack is not. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking is like, I didn't seem like it was being really played for humor that much. Exactly. Like the fact that she's she wants to be trans is not 
the joke. Like, I think it's a character thing rather than like making fun of trans people that she wants to talk to this doctor that she likes. And he's yeah. like, he's an allergist. Right. She's like, but I want to get his opinion. I like him. What's, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> but yeah, like it did feel like, I agree. It probably, they probably would have handled, like they probably would have been more careful so that there's no mistaking it. But Those it didn't definitely. Those two were way too artsy, grubby hippies to be at this, at in this day, <laughs> not, not liberal enough to accept, I think, somebody identifying as transgender. Were they artsy hippies? They were dirty. They were dirty. <laughs> they smoked joints. They smoked weed. They Anybody smoked, who's dirty would they be smoke weed. okay with being they, And their hair was real frizzy and long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how I identify a piece. <laughs> yeah, and so, as Zena was saying, uh, Lottie takes over John Malkovich's body and goes on a date with Maxine. Or she just is in Malkovich's body. And she, like, starts falling in love with Maxine. And then we later find out that Maxine knew and liked Lottie. And so there's that scene where he invites uh, Maxine over to his house for dinner. And I really like that. They're they're both flirting with Maxine because they're both in love with her. And Cameron Diaz's way of flirting is, do you know that Eskimos have <laughs> not one, but 48 words for snow? It's because they have so much snow. <laughs> That that's a joke that didn't age well. You, the, no. I don't think Eskimo is the correct term anymore. Oh, that's that's aged so badly. Yeah, and I don't think that snow fact is true either. No, so. that's been busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we gotta we gotta do a revision where. They and they it. actually they don't have snow anymore. Yeah, it's the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Climate change. Climate change is real. Yeah. But then. Yeah, like they're both like heavy, heavy flirting with her, and it's like, oh, Maxine, do you want to do you want to see my puppets? Oh, you want to see my chimp? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they both start trying to make out with her at the same time, <laughs> and she says that she's actually in love with Lottie, but only in John Malkovich. Yeah. And so yeah, they they start planning it out so that Maxine will go on dates with John Malkovich and then Lottie Cameron Diaz knows when that's going to happen and so she goes into Malkovich's head at the time and of course John Cusack is very jealous because he's in love with Maxine and he really wants to be on dates with Maxine and then I think this is really where it gets stressful because John Cusack suddenly gets a gun threatens Cameron Diaz with it holds her at gunpoint and makes her call Maxine on the phone and set up a date and then he ties her up and locks her in a cage with her chimp. Yeah. And then he goes on the date. And then he figures out that he can control John Malkovich. I really did like that. So yeah. they, they start having sex and, and John Cusack is like, move right hand across left breast. Move right hand across left breast. And then he does it. And he's like, oh my God, oh shit, he did it. And then like John Malkovich is like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and John Malkovich is freaked out because he's like, I didn't say that. Like, what happened? <laughs> But so throughout this, I felt like John Malkovich must have had so much fun making this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets to do so many th- silly things and like make fun of himself. There's so many lines where what you said earlier, where he's like, he calls himself an overrated sack of shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's playing John Cusack and he's so good at when John Cusack takes over him. He's so good at playing Craig Short. He's so good at playing John Cusack's character as John Malkovich. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's like a part later where they're talking about how, like, oh, what are we going to do for money? And he's like, well, we have all the money in John Malkovich's bank account. And occasionally he gets acting work. And he's like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) So as he does it more, he realizes he can completely take over John Malkovich and control his entire body. And then Maxine finds out, but she's okay with it because she is obsessed with this idea of control because she knows that she can control John Cusack. John Cusack can control John Malkovich. So she's like controlling lots of people. But it means that she's leaving behind Cameron Diaz, who is in love with her, but now is boxed out of John Malkovich. Yeah. And then, do is that... Oh, we, we skipped over the Charlie Sheen part. Yeah. Oh. Can like, we do a quick aside about Eli the Chimp? Oh, Elijah, yeah. Elijah, because that's one of my favorite oh. uh, little side plots of the movie. That, I remember that, and it's like, it was much sadder than I remember. Yeah, well, because Cameron Diaz throughout the movie is saying, oh, Elijah yeah. has an ulcer due to a traumatic Child childhood experience. Yeah. experience. Repressed childhood yeah. trauma. So yeah. now we're giving this chimp she like right. whisper it right. um and then it's funny in a because part of the joke is like cameron diaz she's you know do 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 cameron diaz is out of it so she doesn't know you know it's like oh look right. at cameron diaz being nutty but then right. there's the scene where it turns out totally spot on right this chimp has traumatic history right because like, he, he sh- couldn't help his parents yeah. and they were tied up but he gets to read. I himself. hope, yeah. I hope yeah. he got closure. Yeah, that's maybe one of the happiest endings. Oh, right. yeah. for all the characters. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, he can work through that. Yeah. Right. But then, so John Malkovich eventually figures out what they're doing, and he finds out that Maxine and John Cusack are running this business, and he goes. So there's a scene where he he puts on like an I love New York hat, and he like kind of dresses up as a tourist and wears like a, a dopey hat and sunglasses. And he's following Maxine. And I was watching with Allegra and she's like, what is this? Is Does Maxine have a stalker? And I was like, wait, do you not recognize this character? <laughs> and she's like, no, who is that? I'm like, that's John Malkovich. Like he just put on a hat and glasses. <laughs> and she's like, oh. I was like, wow, this, this disguise really worked on you. <laughs> But then he goes into his own his own portal. I like that. And it's just this, this oh, restaurant. That's prob- I think that's my favorite part of where, the whole movie. Where everybody in the world is Malkovich and can only say the word Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> I was thinking about doing as our intro, just going Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> I like that a lot. I wonder how they did it. Like, because he must have had to dress up as all these different characters and they stitched it all together. Yeah. Did he? Well, or did they just use his head? Yeah, he was like a child. He's he on some on... boobs. That's yeah. true. Some... But I think I don't. I guess yeah. They didn't just, you see him on the boobs? Because you can. Yeah, you can put boobs on somebody, but yeah. I don't think you can make them look like a child. Right. Right. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. I love this. The lounge the, singer. The lounge singer. Yeah. Malkovich. And they credit that in the in the credits. I oh, looked at I all the the that. songs in the credits, and yeah. and it had that in there. Wait, I I want to take this opportunity. You said you liked the trivia for this movie. I was uh, compelled to read it, but you now said that you I feel liked judged. It. It's I read it and I thought it was the dumbest trivia of. I think I wanted any. it to be better. What was um, some of the trivia? So yeah. one of them was let me let me pull it up. Michael's being very googly right now. <laughs> So a lot of them just seem like like not remarkable at all and just like in awe that somebody made a movie at all. 
Oh, yeah. They're all like, they asked John Malkovich to the, do the movie, and he was like, ah. And then two years later, he was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And like, that's. <laughs> but this and was, then he did it. <laughs> this is my favorite one. When Cameron Diaz was dressed up in character and talked to some members of the crew, they thought she was a stranger. <laughs> Wait, that was actually my favorite one. <laughs> what, really? Yeah, because she was not not their good friend Cameron Diaz. <laughs> what do you mean by what that? What does it mean for Cameron Diaz to be a stranger to the crew? Like, like they didn't. She because like, they I know they don't. Was. I feel like it's just such weird phrasing. Like they didn't recognize her, but they thought she was a stranger. Not like what's their relationship with Cameron Diaz? Like the craft guy. Well, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Give us more. Give us more. Yeah. Oh, this is another one that I thought was really dumb. John Cusack actually took some marionette puppeteering lessons in order to prepare for the film. Actually, he did. Actually, he really did that. Yeah. And then John Cusack fully takes over Malkovich and lives as him for a long time. He, You see him kind of ruin John Malkovich's life because he sort of makes John Malkovich's life like what Craig's life was. He's like wearing these ratty shirts and his hair has gotten all ratty, but he has become a successful puppeteer. Yeah, I don't think it's ruined. I think like the the it's like I guess would you call it like ironic the fact that he wants to make this shift and then like, you know, Hollywood and everyone just like eats it all up right. and then all everyone's wanting to be a puppeteer now right. and um yeah, they have some good little cameos. Oh, they're like, great cameos. You know, yeah. you know, he's Sean at Penn. the red carpet and Brad Pitt is yeah. like you know, cut off because yeah. John Malkovich, the puppeteer, is there. Right. And he switches his name, too. I forget to what, but doesn't he change his name? As John a... Malkovich? Yeah. Doesn't he go by something else when he's a puppeteer? Oh, I thought it was just John Oh, because he uses the full name, John Horatio, Horatio. Malkovich. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Which, if people who know who read the trivia know that that's not really John Malkovich's middle name. Ooh, some people didn't read far enough. Oh. <laughs> Well, trivia is one of those things that's like better when you read the words. Uh huh. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's what I'm realizing. <laughs> I was but, rushing to work. Yeah, yeah. So then we come back to Dr. Lester, who it turns out has knows about the portal and has deliberately chosen that office because he's been jumping bodies. Like he has this plot where he figures out that he can live forever jumping through people's bodies and he's waiting for John Malkovich's 44th birthday to go in. So to get him out, they kidnap Maxine and say they're going to kill her unless John Cusack leaves John Malkovich's body. And so, like, John Cusack is kind of refusing. And then there's that scene where Cameron Diaz is so angry that Maxine has spurned her that she tries to kill her, but Maxine escapes into the portal herself. Oh, yeah, that was a fun scene. Yeah. So did that remind anybody else of something? Yes. Yeah. What? Wait. Wait. Wait, what? So, So... Cameron Diaz chases Maxine into the portal and they're like running around in this weird version of John Malkovich's head. Oh, in the subconscious. In the subconscious. subconscious. I know it. I know it. I know it. Same time. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Eternal sunshine. Oh. (laughs) Wait, Molly, what did you have? I was saying both of them at the same time. What were they? Eternal, eternal sunshine, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, but also oh. inception. Eternal inception. Oh, inception. Eternal inception. Yeah. Wait, what did you guys say? We shouldn't have done it at the same time. What do you think? Okay, let's do it one at a time. Yeah. Zena Ma- says. Molly said both. I said both. Zena says inception. Rachel says eternal sunshine. Yeah, I thought eternal sunshine. What? Is, what's the inception part? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Molly, do you remember? 
Well, that movie was they would jump into people's dreams and kind of run around right. in their All subconscious these... and try to accomplish things. Yeah, like different right. layers, different yeah. worlds, different places. They would places. incept people. Yeah. yeah. It's like I repress that movie to my subconscious. Oh, so yeah. It's kind of like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Inception was kind of like Eternal Sunshine in the basic in premise, the except for yeah. much more of an action movie. Yeah. Which that was like an the action shot. So what, what was the connection for you to Eternal Sunshine? Well, it's going through his subconscious and like all these sort of disjointed memories. Yeah. Going together. Right. Especially, I think, the little boy in the rocking chair going like, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm oh, bad. Yeah. is very eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Right. Like, after, what's his face? Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's caught masturbating to, like, wolf porn. Yeah. Oh. So I yeah. watched Eternal Sunshine about a week ago. What? What? And oh, no. Allegra. And oh. so to practice we were, for this movie? To practice for this movie. And so we were watching this movie, and I was like, Allegra, does this remind you of anything? She's like, nope. And I was like... This is exactly like a movie we just watched. And she's like, my cousin Vinny? <laughs> no! Wait, you watched Eternal Sunshine a week ago? Eh, like a week or two ago. And you watched John Malkovich before or after that? I watched John Malkovich last night. Oh, So okay. after. You didn't fall asleep? I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> but yeah, it's really similar. Because in Eternal Sunshine, both written by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, oh, she's like, Charlie yeah. Kaufman. Yeah. Both, both. Kate Winslet is like, hide me in your shame. And so you're seeing all these like deep memories of him. and But it's very similar to what's happening in the subconscious of John Malkovich because we're seeing him like be rejected by women and sneaking into locker rooms and sniffing underwear and peeing on the floor. Getting bullied. Getting bullied. Bully, bully. <laughs> <laughs> all the Charlie Kaufman movies sort of fit together. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw his most recent movie, Anomalisa. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because this movie, puppets are such a theme throughout. Oh, that's true. In that movie, I think it's all, they're kind of puppety, all the characters. Yeah. And they all talk with the same voice. Right. Yeah. Is that another, like, anxiety-provoking movie? Yeah. Nice. I feel like it's not. I feel like it's weirdly calming, but Mm. kind of disturbing. I felt that the first time I watched it, and I want to watch it again, but I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. Yeah. Like, I tried to watch it for five minutes, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's heavy. When I want to induce my next panic attack, I'll probably go there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I recommend it for a fun panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. And so John Cusack actually, like, eventually does decide to leave John Malkovich. And then there's kind of a nice joke there where John Malkovich, who has presumably been like just watching his life through John Cusack's eyes for like the last seven months, yeah. like finally gets to be free. And then two seconds later, like Dr. Lester and everybody else goes in and takes over his body again. <laughs> so now he's stuck like watching again. Yeah, which I was confused by. Why? Oh. Well, how does that work? There's so many of them. Well, they just all, they, they share control. They take, take turns? Yeah. yeah. And so then what happens? Then there's the baby there's and the Maxine baby. and the baby and Lottie and Maxine, they get together. Yeah. And the baby's hanging out. And what's going on? John Cusack is the baby? John Cusack is trapped inside yeah. the, the, the daughter's. Why is he trapped? He's suppressed in the subconscious. What do you mean? Yeah. Why? Because if you go in too early, the they explain that the the young... This is another thing where like, if you listen to the words of the movie... Yeah. Uh-huh. No, Look Dr. Lester explains that because the host is so young, the host is so strong that they can force you into uh, powerlessness. So you're, you're like trapped watching the, somebody else's life through oh. uh, powerless to do anything. 
And so, yeah, oh, you're seeing... Oh, good. That's a relief because I was feeling worried mm. that, that John Cusack over. was the baby. Same, same. He is the baby. Yeah, kind of. I know, of. but, but, he, he, can't but he's not, he can't control it. So yeah. he's just watching. So yeah. that's the, that's his punishment. Right. That's right. Creepy. Yeah, I missed that too. We must have been making out. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we were having a little makeout session that yeah. was happening. Yeah, so how did you guys feel about the... So the, the movie ends with... Uh, we're we're seeing Maxine and Lottie kiss, mm-hmm. and we just hear John Cusack saying, "Look away, look yeah. away." Oh, okay, so now I get it because he's kind of eternally doomed with the yeah. fact that he has to watch the woman he loves. That's like, great. Right. You know, some, that's yeah, that's an amazing ending. Yes, I want eternal doom for him. Yeah. So, I feel like so. <laughs> I had this argument with Allegra. Like, I feel like Lottie gets off pretty easy in this movie. Lottie, if you'll recall, also threatens Maxine with a gun. Nobody's ups- nobody here seems upset about that. Well, she was hurt. She was a hurt woman in love. <laughs> right. in love. She we just gives a- Cameron Diaz a pass. She. I she, don't know she, why you're being so hard on Cam. <laughs> she shot at Maxine. John Cusack never shot at That's anybody. That's your girlfriend. <laughs> I want to keep her free for me. Oh my goodness. But everybody's like, I feel like the movie makes it be like, oh, okay, like John Cusack gets his comeuppance, but Cameron Diaz, like, eh, it's fine for her. She she shot at Maxine, but yeah, they made up. She was a tender, loving heart. Yeah. Maxine likes a tough chick. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's probably when they fell in love. Yeah. 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 So are there other things that we didn't talk about? Who would you be? Oh, and... So do I do I control them or do I just get to watch? Because I know my answer if I just get to watch. Let's do both. I think I would be the president. I would I would be Donald Trump. Ooh. If you got to puppeteer the 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 one that's current. The current president, yeah. Wow. I would be whoever is the current president. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. To puppeteer. To puppeteer. Or to watch. You know what's interesting about this movie? You don't get to hear their thoughts as the right looker on. Right. I would want to hear Trump's thoughts. Yeah. Well, just you'd read his Twitter while you're in his head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess there would be moments where he'd be like alone and he'd be like, <laughs> that's what I imagine. Like he's like yeah. in his in his room and he's like. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, Trump, big no. fan of this show. Big, big fan. <laughs> Tweets out a lot. This episode sponsored by Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> he loves our Instagram. <laughs> Or I would want to be somebody who does things that I would never experience. Like if I if I could be a like a stunt person or like a a daredevil, mm. but I'd I'd have to plan it so I'm doing their 15 minutes when they're doing a stunt. So Molly, mm. how about you? Is is there somebody you would want to be? It would probably be fun to be Madonna. Oh really? For a while. Current yeah. Current Madonna? Sure, anytime. Oh okay. Control yeah. or not? Well, yeah. Either way. Mm-hmm. Maybe control would be fun for earlier Madonna. Yeah. And now it'd be more fun to just watch. What do you think she's doing? Like, what do you think her day-to-day is like? Right now. Yeah. You know, I think she probably she probably still works out a lot. Mm. Yeah. But I also think she probably takes a bubble bath. Oh, okay. And you know you can just, do that yeah. as, as Molly Hines. Well, I <laughs> well, if I were in control, I wouldn't be working out. <laughs> Maybe if I could spend some time as yeah. Madonna, that would yeah. help motivate me to go to the gym more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but just the diva mm. status, yeah. I so think it'd be fun. Would you want to be Madonna hanging out at home or would you want to be Madonna performing a show? Probably performing a show okay. or like getting coffee. Getting coffee? Yeah. With what, very what about, what about that big sunglasses on. 
Well, so I people feel don't like she even recognize just... that you're Madonna? Well, no. <laughs> you could so still do you're that like now. trying not to be recognized as Madonna, but people are still like, is that Madonna? Yeah. And she just like stomps everywhere. Yeah. Ooh. You know? Hmm. If if you were controlling her, what, what kind of decisions do you think you would make that Madonna wouldn't make? Ooh, ah. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. What wouldn't Madonna do? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always yeah. say. <laughs> That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> I think I'm probably sleepier than Madonna. Oh, so, so you would take a nap. <laughs> that's that's the fear, yeah. Oh, do you get that, to dream as Madonna too? Ooh. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Especially yeah. if you get to have like a like something kind of like the Malkovich restaurant scene. Yeah. Where like her dreams are just Madonna restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Zena, do you have somebody? I was thinking about this earlier. The the idea of being in someone else's head is like so anxiety provoking. Like, really? Yeah. Like that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah. So because of that, I would probably want to be someone that like gets a lot of like warmth and love in their life. Mm. So maybe like Ellen DeGeneres, if I could <gasps> oh. go inside of her head and just like watch her world, oh, that would probably yeah. be so great. That's such a good answer. Yeah. But, I feel you know, like she's actually kind of sad. Yeah. I but I, I that's kind of a suspicion I have with a lot of celebrities who like whose job it is to seem like they're beloved and full of happy experiences. I just feel like I, she's I able to happy. like give and receive so much love, you yeah. know? Yeah. That maybe. there has I mean everyone, you know, has a sad part to them. Right. Like sure, Ellen does get sad. Yeah. Yeah. I think her, her happiness is genuine too. You and you would want to be Ellen and not Portia. Her wife. I, I, I do know her who car. Portia is. Um, I don't know. I mean, Portia, I imagine, has a really... I mean, all I know about her life is that she's Ellen's wife. I don't know anything else about But if you're, if you're Portia, you get to experience being around Ellen. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just are Ellen, like... Yeah, but I, I think I want the Ellen experience where I get to, like, see the crowd when yeah. she's, like, doing her shows and stuff right. and, like, her dances. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Rachel, what do you think? I just, as Zena was talking, I thought of... Zena. I thought of Zena. <laughs> I thought of be Zena? a really good one. Oh, okay. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, ooh, that is a good one. <laughs> Rachel looks so smug right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought of it first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, he, he's probably just, even when he's by himself, he's probably just having a great time. I think he's so happy. Yeah. I think he's genuinely happy and right. thrilled with the world at all times. Right. He's, I, Wait, is that the Jurassic Park guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, he's so So good. tell me more, tell me more. He's kind of an oddball, right? He's kind of an oddball and he just like, he's so, he's so like intrigued and curious and he's just, he's sort of like observing everything and he's yeah. kind of got like this, so you know, he was in, he was in this movie, The Fly, where he like is turning into a fly and he's kind of like, he's sort of, mm, he's sort of like that all the time. <laughs> that was, Ooh, mm. he adopted that for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's a, that's generally how he is. And he's just like so, he seems to be so amused by everything and, yeah. and appreciative of everything. Yeah. Rachel, I have a question for you. Yes. So given how well we know each other, if you were to go inside my head and see my world through my eyes, do you think you would be surprised at all? Or do you think I you know like... 
Like, do you think just being the exact same thing as being like Rachel? Yeah, like, what do you think that would be like if we went inside each other's heads? Uh, yeah, I feel like it would seem pretty familiar to me. I guess uh, I would be more curious to hear like your thoughts. Okay, sure. Because I have this perception of you often, which I think is like a little bit debunked at this point in our relationship, but. I always have this perception of you that like you don't really have a lot of like self-consciousness or like that you don't feel nervous usually that you're just like pretty confident and like mm-hmm. oh that's mm-hmm. that's still my perception are we debunking that on this yeah, podcast yeah no, is a high a very low self-confidence high anxiety oh, person oh. <laughs> that's a big reveal on this episode <laughs> do you think it would be what, what do you think do you think you'd be surprised um, no, like you said, I feel like at this point in our friendship, we've kind of debunked all the myths and illusions and we kind of know what's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Molly, at this point in our friendship, do you, <laughs> do you feel like you would be surprised at going into my portal? No. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. So we've had maybe like yeah. two conversations before, before yeah. this episode. And I've I feel seen like, you a couple times. Yeah, I feel like that's all you need. Yeah, I feel like I can guess what yeah. your life is like. Yeah. You, know? you like get how googly his world is. Yeah. yeah. She's seen my oh, eyes. So googly. <laughs> okay, and let's do the whoops. And uh, Zena, we traditionally start with you. So what, what was your whoop rating for this movie? I would give this movie exactly seven and a half whoops. Seven and a half whoops, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's much higher than usual. Your last one... So you loved My Cousin Vinny and I got three whoops. Yeah. No, seven whoops. I think you have to keep in mind that this, like, there's no real scale in my head. Right. Except for, like, how, you know. What you feel in the moment. What I feel in the moment. Oh, yeah, we probably should should have explained that to Molly. So the whoop system is just, it's not out of anything. Yeah. It's just whatever your heart tells you, like, how many, how many whoops. Like, how many times you think you could go whoop. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's a, that's a strict definition okay. that's the original definition but it's evolved it's evolved so for example what did you give my cousin Vinny? a thousand whoops no it was in the millions a million wow. i'm so sorry i'm so sorry Vinny. i think it was yeah i think it was a million and then you retroactively changed uh multiplicity to two million whoops yeah to okay so seven, we're at seven and a half for seven Zena. and a half so this one was like kind of like whoop 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 okay like all right <laughs> and rachel how about you I love that score. Uh, I think I'm just going to piggyback right at it. So you're, you're giving a whoop rating to Xena's score. <laughs> <laughs> I give Xena's score. Honestly, if... Okay, are we being uh, honest? Honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm giving Xena's score 50 million. Whoa. Wow. Even you beat Multiplicity, which we didn't, yeah. we didn't think was even possible on this podcast. <laughs> Although now I retroactively give <laughs> multiplicity forty nine million whoops. Forty nine. Okay, so not. She's still beating it, but just by a smaller just margin. Just by a hair. Yeah. By just a hair. by a, a, a an eyelash hair. hair. Just by an eyelash hair, like what you found in the pizza we had right before we recorded. Exactly. Exactly. That's a callback to something the listeners weren't there for. Yeah, pizza. We really have to start recording these uh, pizza sessions before before the podcast. Or we could invite all the listeners to come have pizza with us. Yeah, we could put true. the listeners in our head. They could see well, the world through our eyes. With, with our listener base, that is very practical. We just have to invite mom and dad mom to and dad. come Aww. come over. <laughs> and all of our listeners <laughs> get to eat pizza with us. <laughs> 
Um, and Molly, what, what about you? How, how many whoops? Wow, I'm going to have to go with, I think, 11 whoops. 11 whoops. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular reasons for that? Well, seven and a half sounded good, but then it's 49. No, no. Oh, don't well, be no, confused. That's, that's How fixed. many whoops if, were you? So I'm giving you 50 was, million was, whoops to Zena's yeah. score. And 49 goes to and, million goes to multiplicity. Yeah, yes, exactly. And for this movie, I think I'll just piggyback Okay, on seven Zena's and a half. Seven yeah. and a half. I loved yeah. that score. Loved it. It's such a good score. Oh, but I'm so, like trying to go in So what's your score of Zena's score? How, would, how many whoops would you give Zena's whoop rating? Oh, <sighs> Let's forget this movie. Let's just do a podcast yeah. about what Zena just said. For that, I feel like how many times can I say whoop is how whoop, 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 whoop. I think that was 49 whoop, million. Whoop, whoop. I think that whoop. was about 49 million. I'd say that many. Million. That's how many. Yeah. I couldn't do another one. Yeah, that was. But that's, that was a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you gave it all you got. I was. It was everything I had. Yeah. <laughs> Zena's rating really stealing the show here. <laughs> Really, really outshining being John Malkovich. So I'll start with Zena's rating. I'll give it, I think I'll give it a solid 10 whoops. And and my system is generally out of 10. For being John Malkovich, I'll give it, oh, it's so hard. Because I think I gave My Cousin Vinny 8. And there's like so many things I love about being John Malkovich, but there's so much of it that I find unpleasant to watch. I'd say 8. Like, there's so many good jokes. You like it as much as... It's so hard to compare them, though. Vinny Bag of Donuts. Vinny Bag of Donuts is, like, such a... Like, consistently, it's so much fun to watch. Right. But there's no... There's nothing I love in My Cousin Vinny that I love as much as the Merton Flemmer building joke. Or <laughs> just, like, the entire scene where Dr. Lester is interviewing him. I just love that so much. I love... There's, like, so many good jokes right back to back. Just for that scene alone. I feel like it earns the, the eight whoops. Mm. all right uh so molly where can people find you uh you can find me on facebook or instagram at molly g hines okay great and uh yeah you can find us on twitter and facebook and instagram at the dusty vcr and our website is dustyvcr.com. and that's all thanks everybody bye bye bye, bye.